0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. that? That's the second time it's gone on. They never go home. They never go home. They never go home. Do, do stuff, boys.
1: That's,
0: yeah, they have asked for that, really. Oh, you can laugh, I to walk up. I'm a little bit of an idealist, but having said that, I want to be like me. You don't
1: know what you're talking about. What did you want to stay alive, for oh, right. okay. I'd later. say it to your face and I'll
2: say it to you now. I'm down to and we'll see them, won't we? What you what doing down
1: here, you're yes. me, man.
0: <laughs> you're very welcome to the Irish Times, second captain's World Cup podcast. Thursday edition with myself, Omar Devitt and Ciarán Murphy. Hello there. Ron. I'm banging the table, Murphy. That's how yeah, excited yeah, I am. Yes, yeah,
3: stop that. <laughs> it's extremely, yeah, it's, it's annoying. But no, it's fine. It's fine. It's just an indication of your enthusiasm for the show so I will uh, write, write it off on this case.
0: Have you ever, while taking instruction from a manager of yours, okay. be it in the workplace environment, be okay. it on the sporting fields, thrown water, squirted water at him to show a lack of respect? No.
3: No, I've never done that. I've never done that at all. I've never come close to even doing that. The closest thing that I can think of just offhand right now is to go for an extremely ill-advised high five.
1: <laughs> go on.
3: With a uh, manager? With a manager, yeah. We, um, were-
0: Sorry, can I, can I picture this? This manager had been under pressure for his job. You had been under pressure for your place. He was pinning his hopes on you. You scored a last-minute point, and then you ran over to celebrate with said manager, who was probably your dad.
3: No, no, no. That's uh, Close, but no cigar um on our uh route to the 2007 Galway County Final we beat Corofin the you know the acknowledged masters of Galway club football mm-hmm. and uh with about f- we were about two minutes to go we were four points up and i was uh taken off and i ran over to the to the sideline and uh, i i wasn't entirely sure of the the, the uh, you know getting subbed etiquette so i went over to the manager and I went for a high five and I don't know why I did it. And he seemed to be extremely annoyed that I had attempted this high five. Um, and I don't know that he saw it as a sign of disrespect, Alex Sabella style. I don't think he did. I think he just thought that I made him look like
0: a bit of an idiot. Well, we'll talk about the lack of respect a little bit later on, Murph. Um Some very good news, in case you haven't heard. I'm assuming this is good news if you're listening to this show that you enjoy the programme... And we're delighted to have signed an extended contract with the Irish Times. So the Irish Times Second Captain's podcast is uh it's here to stay, folks. Hopefully you've enjoyed it as much, uh, listening to it as much as we have, because we've had an absolute ball and loved every minute of bringing it to you, and looking forward to bringing you plenty more in the future. Some bad news comes from Ken Early in Recife.
2: Yeah, you can laugh.
0: That was the more called the greatest player in the And tell us your bad news
2: well you know the the world um, okay I I'm in the at the moment it's the rainy season um, the rain I look at look at my window at the gray sky and the rain is crossing down now it would be easy to complain about the rain It would be easy to talk about <laughs> how the rain gets into everything and over everything and suddenly everything is squelching, you know, underfoot and in your shoes and you you know, your clothes are all wet and your hair is all wet and it's really miserable. It would be easy to complain about that but the rain, Owen, is the force that falls from the sky to bring life to the earth. Uh, The rain is what makes the undergrowth, the the, the nature around Recife is so uh, green, so vibrant, so fecund. Uh, the, green, the rain now
3: No is, bad language, Ken, please. What? Fe- fecund? Fecund, fecund, fecund? Yeah, it, that, Just it, a little
2: gag, Ken, just a little gag. Continue, um And and it's what it is, I mean, hand in hand with nature. You know, it brings us all this life around us. And I was I was coming into Recife on the bus and I thought, I saw all this... Um, all this underground it, it looked almost like the jungle was trying to get back into the city, you know? and um, I don't really know if there is jungle out there, but I mean I see banana leaves. I'm like, oh this is jungle. We're definitely in the we're in the jungle now. This is you don't see this uh you don't see this, you know, off the off the Dublin Galway road, this type of this type of nature. Um and of course that has something to do with the rain. But it tells us something about nature own nature um well, it's, it can be a cruel place. Mm-hmm. Nature punishes stupidity. Mm-hmm. And uh, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. last night, Owen, I was the, the, stupidest, uh, the stupidest show in town. So wow. I, unfortunately, I got punished. I mean, I feel grateful. I feel grateful to Mother Nature for, for helping me out, for helping me to learn. For helping me to learn that even if you're in a hotel bar, which seems like a really nice place, but you can't take your eye off it. And I learned that last night. Um, so there was CCTV footage of this uh, incident. She discovered after a minute or so, it has gone, you yeah? know, what's going on? And uh, you have to go to the sort of tourist police. Uh, it's reporting the crime is almost as big an ordeal as, as suffering the crime. Um I mean, it could have been worse. I, you know, I was there, and, and, and there was a couple of Swiss people in there reporting a crime uh, to the, sort of the, the person next, uh, next to us, the, the kind of other police person, and um, <laughs> yeah, I could hear fragments of their story. Man, and it was like, and then he threw the bike at us, and then <laughs> um, he, sh- he shouted something we did not understand, and then. Uh, then he that is when he had the gun and uh, an our policeman kind of looked at us and sort of grinned and he was like this is worse huh <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh my god this is not that funny please don't laugh um, but the, the tourist you know, police
0: Ken, presumably they're more fun than the regular police like, I guess they were just at the back of your hotel in their Bermuda shorts sipping their pina coladas when you arrived out to report the incident
2: yeah no they, they no they were they were at the airport um you had to go to the airport. They were they were kind of hanging around. They didn't look too pleased when we arrived because it was a case of uh oh no, you may have to fill out a lot of forms there. Um but yeah, I mean you got to see you got to see them and actually we I mean, the, the guy actually the the policeman once I'd finished kind of going through all this stuff and it took took I don't know probably about an hour and fifteen minutes, an hour and a half to go through all this uh you know make these various statements and so on. Uh, And he said, "Yeah, I think I'm pretty confident we're going to catch this guy. And I was like, (laughs) I don't share your confidence. Why? Why do you think? And he he thought, well, because they had the CCTV, he was basically saying, this guy guy does this, like, usually does it all the time. So we'll be able to catch this guy. Um, I don't know. It, It just, it all seemed a little... I'd be, I'd be, maybe look, maybe they, maybe they'll catch him out, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen.
0: All I right, Ken. All specific. right. Well, listen, we we hold out some sort of hope, but in the meantime, I think we've got to move on because you've been a bundle of energy, and it's just, it's just so sad to hear you in any way down over there. I know you've been really enjoying the tournament so far. Did you enjoy Leo Messi's performance last night?
2: No. Well, I did, I did, and I did, not down because I. Unfortunately, Joachim Love decided to schedule his press conference for exactly the same time as the Ole Messi was scoring those two glorious goals. Ah. Um, uh, I did see the first one. First one was great. I mean, he just, he really uh, whacked that one into the net, you could say. Uh, the second one, goalkeeper, I thought maybe he could have tried to save it, mm-hmm. uh, but, but it was a nicely flighted free kick. And overall, uh, yeah, Messi's Messi's really gonna do this. He's really <laughs> he's really gonna do it. And now it's, now you've got the effect where every team that Argentina faces is gonna be terrified of Messi. They're thinking, Well, if Messi turns it on, we have no chance. Especially as, you know, as in that game yesterday when he does it in the first couple of minutes. And it's a case of, well, you know, what are we gonna do? And Nigeria made a made a good game of it. I mean scored a couple of goals, but you always kind of felt that Argentina would be able to get the goal they needed. And that's a pretty Uh, that's a scary quality, I think, to have and to take into a World Cup.
0: Okay, so you said you were covering the Yogi Love press conference. That's the game that you're there for, uh, USA against Germany, which could be absolutely amazing if both teams were to perform as I have earlier in the tournament, or it could be a drab nil-all draw, which would see both sides go through. Anything interesting from the press conferences?
2: Um, Not really from the German one. Um... Metodosal's tattoo He doesn't want to talk about it Uh, He's got this tattoo of like a lion It's a lion Roaring on a clifftop There's a sunset and it says Only God can judge me Someone wanted to know know what it meant I mean Is it not reasonably (laughs) self-evident? That
3: that sounds like the worst Tattoo I've ever heard Have
2: you not seen it? No Uh,
3: A lion on a
2: clifftop
3: do lions actually yeah, like, hang out by the uh, by cliff tops? I mean,
2: mountain lions do. Well, you know, Simba's dad, like Mufasa. Yeah, you yeah, see yeah. the Lion King, right?
3: Yeah, of course. Yeah, obviously, man. Nineteen ninety-four. Who could forget it?
2: Yeah, in the early part of the movie, not that I want to, you know, spoiler alert, okay? But Mufasa, <laughs> Simba's dad, doesn't actually make it all the way through the movie. But I'm sure if you see him at the start, there is some point at which he's proudly standing on the, on the clifftop, sort of framed against the sunset. And that appears to be what Mesut has gone for with only God can judge me. I mean, it seems like a self-explanatory tattoo. It would be like if you had mom tattooed on your arm or something. Some, some journalist wanted, was asking, what does it mean? It's like, well, it means only God can judge me. You know what? Well, I didn't say that. He said, no, it's a very special tattoo with a special meaning, and I don't want to talk about it. It has nothing to do with the World Cup. It's none of your business, so I won't talk about it. Suddenly, everyone is a hundred times as interested in the tattoo as they were before. Because uh, he, did, he didn't really say much else of interest. <clears throat> Neither did Joachim Love. Although he did talk a little bit about the whole loss of control in midfield in the last game, and how Philip Lamb had, had been complaining about that. And he said, well, look, you know, it's not as though the coach is going out there and telling them to play like that. You've also got individual... Impulses out there on the field. You know, sometimes players just want well, to go for it, and I, mean, I think that's kind of what happened. Klinsmann was asked, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Klinsmann, Klinsmann was asked by Grant Wall uh, whether about this reputation that he seemed to have in Germany of being a great motivator and not so much a tactician who didn't really know anything about tactics. And Klinsmann's response to that was simply to go. I'm really going to enjoy the game tomorrow and I've told all my players to do the same thing. So he just didn't get into it at all. That's probably Uh, all right
0: for a manager because that is a a load of... I I think those are the questions should be asked. There's no point just asking bland questions. But I can see from a manager's point of view why he doesn't want to discuss his potential tactical weaknesses on the eve of his team's biggest ever game.
2: Yeah, or or argue for his tactical strengths or talk about what a brilliant tactician he is. So on and so forth. So... um, yeah. Uh good old uh, good old I mean the fact is the fact is that a draw takes them both through, and a draw takes them through with Germany in first place, which they'd be happy with. Um and the United States, you know, would take a draw even if it meant going through in second place. I'm sure they would. So I don't know. It's the the Germany's history was being thrown at them yesterday. They obviously had this game in nineteen eighty two against uh, Austria where they won one 0 with a goal in the ten minute and then the two teams just pretended to to play each other for the next 80 minutes. That was 1982. But also it was suggested that in 1974, West Germany lost to East Germany deliberately. A Brazilian Brazilian journalist put this to to Joachim Love. It's something I'd never heard uh, made seriously before, an argument I'd never heard made seriously. I think primarily because it's so stupid. Um, I mean, we can all all sort of, you know... uh, Mock the German uh, cynicism of the past, you know, in, in 82. There, that certainly was a bit cynical, what they cooked up with Austria. But the idea that they would have deliberately lost as West Germany to East Germany in 1974, I think shows, A, that you don't know what was going on in the 1974 World Cup, because when they played that game um, against uh, East Germany, uh, the, the final rounds of matches hadn't been completed in most of the groups. So the the idea was that they lost to East Germany in order to avoid a more difficult second group stage they used to do two group stages so instead of playing you know Holland Brazil and Argentina they ended up East Germany ended up with that group and West Germany got was it Sweden Yugoslavia and Poland which sounds a bit easier but no I don't think I mean the idea that the West would lose to East I mean this was a big big take the time it was a huge embarrassment for West Germany to lose that match so I don't think we can pin that one on the moment
0: Alright, uh, we are now, I'm delighted to say, joined in studio by Richie Sadler. Richie, how are you? Owen, how are you doing? Not too bad, how are you? Marvellous. Good man, we wanted to ask <laughs> you, this time last week we asked you how you'd enjoyed the first week of the World Cup and you've been blown away by it. Since then, we've had lots more amazing football and our huge controversy with Luis Suarez. You look like you've, you're have you beaming, Richie, it looks like you're...
1: It's been brilliant. I was sitting here a week ago saying how good it was and it couldn't possibly get better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was a joy to work on it. It's all those things times 10 Yeah, right now. It's been brilliant. Like, that, the football has been good. There's been plenty of talking points, but uh, the off-the-field stuff has been barmy at times. Or oh, really? on the on-the-field stuff. Yeah, on-the-field. The,
0: this is the thing. Sometimes you hear about issues in the camp or issues, but the things have been happening right in front of our eyes. The Suarez bite was fascinating for everybody, but I'm interested in how you... Where you were when you first viewed it? Because I know you were doing the columbia Japan game that night on RTE. Were you watching? Were you in RTE watching the Italy Uruguay game?
1: Yeah, I I was in RTE. You've got to go in there a couple hours early. So before every show, you go on. You can have a meeting to decide on you know, what bits of analysis you've cut to show before the game. What talking points are relevant to discuss before the game, and then you might leave a bit of space to react to something which is of interest in the previous <laughs> right. games. And I was watching, there was kind of monitors all over the press, uh, the, the sports um, floor in in RTE. And we were all kind of, there was about 12 of us standing around looking at the screen and we were kind of, he didn't He didn't bite. Was that a bite? And then, so we were going straight away, going, we have to talk about this. But, and then of course you're, you're saying, well, can we say he, bit him or do we have to keep using the word allegedly and all that kind of nonsense you have to be aware of Um, and then the photo appeared, do you remember we are like well is that a legit photo, is it not, can we show that or not Um, but you're just kind of reacting in disbelief really Um, and then of course then we were on air, suppose, when did it happen, it was in the earlier game so within an hour, hour and a half we were on air chatting about it and then you kind of have to decide where do we go with this, do we try a guess what the sanctions are going to be, or what FIFA are going to do, and then we need a discussion: on will it be an international ban, or will the ban affect his domestic stuff, or will it affect his transfer fee or yeah. the transfer? All and you kind of don't really know what what's the most relevant talking point here, given that it's only happened probably ninety minutes. Well, this ago. is it. It's
0: not because it, it's a funny
1: one. That it's it's not a debate as such. I mean, nobody's debating.
0: Whether Luis Suarez was right or wrong to bite another player, so it's not as though you're taking a specific position as such. It's it's more what, what angle you come at it.
1: Yeah, and and wrong. often in, in issues like that, you, like it's again, it's a subjective thing. You might think, well, a fella, yeah, he has broken the laws, or, or it's it is a foul, or it's not a foul, or you can understand why he did it or he didn't. But in this issue, issue, it was it was pretty straightforward what he did, and it's pretty. We were all unanimous in condemning him for what he did. We then just had to decide, well, what's the appropriate punishment? Where do you go from here as to how to punish him? And then we wandered into a conversation of trying to, it was kind of a little bit absurd, but kind of rank yeah. the severity of the various things you can do to an opponent on a pitch. And and again, we have to be careful how you phrase it, because you don't in any way want to come out and, and be belittling the fact that a man has bitten another man on a pitch, particularly a fellow who's done it twice before. But you kind of have to put a bit of perspective on the thing. So, well... Now, no one's career is at risk here. No one's been substituted. No one's injured. Not not one minute of a player's appearance in, the, in a tournament is going to be affected by this as a result of of receiving this. So, um, but it's an outrageous thing to do. It's just weird. It's just a. It's such a peculiar like act. Like I don't know is how many. T- Go on.
2: Is it worse than picking your nose and wiping it on someone's shirt?
1: Okay. Well, now we are in absurd territory here. Now. Is it is it worse than I I I, I think
2: it
1: is. By? You've thrown me now, Ken. To be honest, I didn't think that would what, factor what, in. Go yeah, on, what, what do you think?
2: Well, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's difficult for me to say. But it seems that the that the thing about biting is that while it's not as violent to say what Kyle Beckerman did. Remember Kyle Beckerman, the American midfielder, who was the player who he who he kind of elbowed? Um, you know, he seems to have got away with that one. Um, well it's not as violent as some of the things that you've seen it is somehow more disgusting
1: it is it's disgusting and it's shocking I'm just trying to find
2: something on a similar plane of like of revoltingness
1: a similar plane I suppose someone spitting on you you wouldn't be too happy with that but I mean like like I've there are far worse things you can do to somebody like that to have actual like like my career ended I like guess a result of an injury mm. which is a fairly innocuous tackle and the other fellow wasn't in fault in any way but I never played again and so so that that's that's the top shelf stuff that's the worst that can happen like if I could go back in time and have someone bite me I'd, I I want to be bitten every day compared to doing this <laughs> do you know what I mean like again if you if you put a different really, view yeah, on
3: it it was really interesting because you made that point on TV as well mm. you said I'd much rather be bitten than you know than have someone elbow me in, yeah. the, in the face which is, on one level, I can see exactly where you're coming from. But that it's not really, you know, the the cause and effect. Say, you know, a guy doesn't get a red card because the tackle that he made broke a guy's leg. You know, you can make the same mm-hmm. tackle the guy doesn't break his leg. Therefore, does that mean you want to get a yellow card? I mean, you can't go into that level of detail about it, I think. I think what everyone is, is agreed upon is that an elbow or a uh, sliding tackle that's high is in the context of the game it's you know it's something that you go onto a football field and you say right there's an excellent chance or there's a chance that's going to happen to me What's the, the big problem with biting someone is that you don't ex- it's, it's deemed you know sub-human, nearly. you know it's mm-hmm. like the, we the evolution has happened over the course of thousands of years giving us two sets of limbs and that's how we solve disputes effectively you know, and in the wild, then there are animals who have been given, you know, the, the, that that's how they solve it. The they they bite each other. I mean,
2: well, I mean, what were you gonna? Animals who've been given what? Big teeth? No, no, no. They, maybe they, Luis, maybe Lewis Suarez has that problem. You know, to the man with a hammer, every problem looks like a nail.
3: <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> but, but you know you the point. Just... You know,
3: you know the point I'm trying to make. It basically makes as much evolutionary sense for Luis Suarez to bite another human being as it does for a lion. To kick another line up the earth,
2: yeah, it is. How, it is biting is how animals attack each other. That's maybe one of the things which is which is a bit off putting about it. But I wonder, Richie, do you think that? what well, what do you think his team should do from here? Because it's quite obvious what they are doing, which is closing racks around him, defending him, um, uh, and even calling out Diego, Diego, um calling out Giorgio Chiellini for being a, a grass. Um, and taking and going crying to the authorities once this once the match was over which has really disappointed Diego Lugano for one um, is this the best uh, is this the best way do you think for them to to be acting at the moment I mean if, if we if we agree that Suarez has got some kind of a problem or do we, I don't know maybe we don't agree that he has a problem maybe it's just a maybe it's just a taste that he's developed um, you know but if, if we agree that he has some kind of a problem should his teammates, uh, should his, should the Uruguay team, the Uruguay manager, his lawyer, who I saw put out a statement saying this is only happening because of Suarez, which you're kind of thinking, well, yeah, that's probably true. Um, should they not maybe turn around to him and say, Lewis, this isn't this isn't acceptable. You're going to have to stop doing this.
1: I, I'd love to know what their private reaction is. I know. I, I, I think it's probably a, a, a tactic that they've all decided upon. It's right, publicly speaking, we're going to close ranks. We're going to be really defensive. We're going to try and deflect the blame on everyone, whether it's the, the a, a witch hunt by the media, whether it's poor play from Kilini, Tabarez, I think he's saying this is a football World Cup, not a morality uh, uh, con- competition. It, it, it's whether in private, whether they turn around and go, well, "Like, what are you doing? Like, You've completely shafted us here. Like you, A lot of our hopes were rested on you. We've put a huge amount into preparation. We really worked hard to get you fit after the operation. All of the things that have been done and you've completely shafted us here.
0: Yeah, you remember after he scored the first goal against England he grabbed the team doctor and yeah. he's pointing at him in, which was a lovely moment. Yeah. That doctor is probably thinking just stay on the field and keep scoring goals rather than
1: Yeah, and I, I, again like it, it's whether I, I, I'd love to know I'd really love to know For, forget the public comments what Suarez actually thinks whether he genuinely thinks, as his comment was the other day, that, you know, these things happen in the box. It's a contact sport. You, it happens. Like, like we're grown men. It happens. Why are you making a big story of it? He he may genuinely believe that, which I think is fascinating if he does. Because <laughs> if, if he does, then it really doesn't matter what the people around him say. If he genuinely doesn't think that this is an issue, then, like, this issue cannot be addressed. All the ban in the world or the in, in, input from psychologists or anything... In, he he's completely his mind will be completely inaccessible to all of those people if he genuinely sitting there sitting there going, what's all the fuss about? Yeah, like people people give away free kicks all the time. If he if he's categorised this as just an an acceptable <laughs> act, then you know I'll get caught up in the heat at the moment. But well, then he's beyond reach. Ken, like you're he, laughing there.
2: <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just laughing at that possibility. You know,
1: can you um, imagine like that? That's that's so a possibility. So like there he's
2: literally thinking to himself. Why are all these people so angry? I don't understand. What's going on? I mean, you saw the photos yesterday, right, of, of, um, of him apparently trying to bite Kilini last year. No. In the, in the
0: Confederations Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, Richie has seen these. They've passed me by.
2: You're going to Italy in the Confederations Cup. So he saw us
0: trying to bite the
2: same player. This was like during his suspension. For the for the, for for the Liverpool, you know, he's he's currently suspended from Liverpool for for biting, and there and there he is with his having grabbed Cavani in the now familiar position. He seems to be holding him in place uh, in order to bring the uh, <laughs> to bring the jaws down, uh, and Cavani's kind of squealing in 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 this uh, embrace of Suarez. So that was they, they were the photos yesterday. And it's like, dude, it's this what. So if that would have been. Uh, it was April 2013 when he <clears throat> when he did the 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 Iran-based thing. That was June 2013. He's still banned. You know that was actually during his band. So so rather than sort of say, "Well, I'll never do that again," he's actually got a taste for it and wants to keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm looking at the photograph now.
0: I have to say, mm, inconclusive. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I d- don't know. I don't you know, have a court. I don't have a court of law would be able to fully hold it up. But it, there, pro, there, there, pro, is, there is. It is. Suspicious.
2: Diego Lugano would be very, very disappointed in us right now if we were. You know, are we seeing what really happened, or are we seeing what happened the other three times and imagining it happening a fourth time just because he's there, having grabbed an opponent and appears to be <laughs> to bite him with his giant teeth? It's, it's Diego Lugano f- wouldn't like that.
3: It's on the front page of the Irish Times sports uh, Thursday supplement, and it literally looks like the promo shot for a hammer horror from the 1960s.
0: <laughs> That's how obvious this looks like <laughs> to me. Can we talk about... It's,
1: yeah, no, you want to make another point on... It, the it, it's just amazing. Again, like, you, you would assume there was outrage. I didn't follow the story at the time in great detail when he did this in Holland. You would, you would assume there was. We, we know there was when he did it in England. There's a possibility, as your photos showed there, that he did it recently. And he did it this week. He, like, at what point do, do, does a fella sit there and, and, and think, right? Well, my my behaviour has to change here. It, it absolutely well, course, has.
2: To. I mean, the the thing is that you know, um, <clears throat> while Liverpool, <clears throat> sorry, made him you know apologise and all that kind of nonsense, they still totally supported him. I mean, the fact is, you know, everybody knew he's by far their best player, and they're gonna they're gonna stick with him. I mean, they stuck through him arguably through worse stuff. So every time he's done it, <clears throat> well, with the exception of Ajax, where I suppose maybe they were going to sell him anyway, though, around that kind of time. Um, the teams have really have, have supported him and helped him out, and Uruguay are doing the same thing. So should the teams be doing that is what I'm wondering, or should the teams be, should the teams be taking a harder line with him? Is I mean, in Liverpool's case, <clears throat> maybe they're worried that he's going to leave. Um, in Uruguay's case, he can leave. Um, I mean, I suppose they're trying to protect them for the World Cup, but that seems to me to be a forlorn hope right now.
0: Yeah, but hold on. We saw the Uruguayan manager allow a concussed player to overrule his doctor and go back out in the field. These guys aren't worried about, the I don't think, the mental or physical health of their players. The managers, to me, appear to be more concerned with their team being successful
1: in this competition and possibly beyond. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. But, but it, it's whether... It, it, it's how much impact the 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 reactions of the people around them. How much impact we expect that to have? I mean, are are their responses are they simply enabling this kind of behavior to carry on? Or like if if the, if if a person is shielded from the consequences of his behavior, he is less likely to change it because he's not being impacted by it. But like he he's not entirely shielded from the consequences because he's getting banned repeatedly and he, he he's shafting his teammates in the process because they're now without him but 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 football and you you can look at almost every level of professional football you're genuinely generally shielded from the consequences of your behavior if you're acting up in any way because like you just said the majority of managers and coaches and clubs and CEOs despite whatever public comments they make, it's down to success. It's down to getting the best players on the pitch and managing them in whatever way you need to do to get them on the pitch to perform. So a huge amount, like an enormous amount, is ignored and is accepted and tolerated off the pitch. Most, majority, which we never hear about. This is very public misbehaving, if you want to call it that. But it's it's it, like it's just a weird thing. I mean, I've been in loads of scuffles and I've really been wound up by a load, a load of times with a load of opponents. And of all the, of all the options available to me, as to how to express that, <laughs> or to, to, or to how to try and, and and affect the other person, I've never. You just, I'm stating the obvious here. Like, why, How far down the list of options? Would but these bike not the, I know the these
0: aren't even scuffles. They're just very basic football plays where one guy, it's not as though there's been any aggression on either side that we know of. It's just two guys. Now, I know Chiellini, this has been discussed quite a lot at this stage, was acting like a bit of an idiot for the entire game. Maybe That's- as was as getting frustrated by him constantly jumping to the ground, but there was no direct physical confrontation. It's not as though Suarez was the cornered animal uh, the, the cornered human who behaves like an animal to survive he was just being shielded slightly from getting to the position he wanted to get to in the box. again a very, very yeah.
1: a normal run of events in yeah. a football match the, your opponent might overplay an injury or there could be a lot of verbals that we don't pick up on camera they're slagging each other that's all part of it that, that'll never ever change at all levels of football that'll always be there but to respond in that way can we talk about Leo Messi? I don't think Leo Messi is going to bite anyone at this
0: World Cup. If he does, you then, don't know. now this it's tells story. <laughs> this World yeah. Cup has given us everything else. <laughs> uh, this, there seems to be an assumption that Leo Messi has taken over the team. Further evidence of the manager's lack of power provided by the clip of uh, Ezekiel <laughs> Lavezzi. Ken, you're laughing there, squirting water on, oh, Lero, uh, on his manager as his manager was trying to give him some sideline advice.
2: I I'm, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen that. I mean, he, he, did, he even the way he did it was just so kind of, ah, shut up. Like <laughs> Sabella was giving him some last minute advice, and Lovetsy just takes a pause for a drink and just squirt water on his bald head. That's, I thought, this is a bit of a lack of respect. I mean, it is out there in front of everybody. Maybe they they yeah, just have a really close player-manager relationship. But I have to say, I don't think the manager looked like he thought it was – he. he didn't laugh. He didn't smile. He – he just sort of continued giving his instructions and then looked a little, bit, looked a bit tense, you know. And obviously um, went onto the field, but yeah, I, I thought it was a little bit, little bit disrespectful.
1: He didn't respond in any way. He just carried on as if it didn't happen. He was just like, oh, "Here's this fella again doing whatever." I have a message to put across to him, and I give it to him.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. I saw Kenny Cunningham was taking it very seriously on TV. Yes, Richie. You, Kenny
1: Cunningham, takes a lot of things very seriously on television. It's interesting to say that because Keith Rooney
0: has a tweet in here. Uh, this has been Ken you've missed all this. I, I know we've touched on it but the underlying um there's been tension between Eamon Dunphy in particular and Kenny Cunningham on air. It's been quite clear for people to see. Keith Rooney has tweeted in says next time you've Richie on please ask
1: him if winding Kenny Cunningham up is as much fun as it looks. <laughs> <laughs> when 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 you're working on RTÉ you, you obviously you're you're sitting watching a match next to the people you're working with and as you're watching the game you, you 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 do what you would do if you're sitting at home watching it with your mates. You just you just pick out things which are of interest to you, and you say right, we we'll want to talk about that afterwards, and that's that's just what you do. And he said it yesterday. He was he was livid, like he was he was disgusted and he was appalled, and he said right, so we'll talk about that afterwards. And I just took the opposite view. I was like, listen, this co- I don't look. my my point was I don't know the personalities of the two people. Levetti could have been the joker in the group. He could have been a little bit. He could have been the kind of fellow who just doesn't... You you have to put up with the kind of really childish, immature behaviour. Loads of squads of people like that and you just dismiss them because, you know, they're good players and you just put up with the little acts of childishness and he could have been that. So my point was, and it still is now, without knowing what the relationship or the dynamic is between the two lads, you can't possibly sit there and get all high and mighty saying that this is a a, a despicable act of disrespect. I can you
0: imagine what can you if, If this is... His slightly more toned down television views that we're seeing, and he's getting that angry. You can only imagine what he's like behind the scenes. Uh, there's only so much you can tell us, I guess, Richie, but um, <laughs> he must get pretty wound up watching football. And
1: brilliant, it's brilliant in there. We Everyone gets wound up in different <laughs> You're ways. You're all spending
0: too much time with each other. Is there, the other there, there, there
1: is that. There's, yeah. a, there's an element of cabin fever, which is said Probably by week three <laughs> or week four, it'll get re- If you think now is fairly hairy, wait till week three or four.
0: Ken, do you think there is an issue there? And if there is, it's generally seen that, okay. It's terrible for a player to have too much power and it seems maybe Messi has taken some of the power away from the manager. But is, is that actually necessarily a bad thing? Didn't Zidane do something similar in 2006? Is six? Isn't is it maybe possible, is it maybe prudent from a manager's point of view to actually at least make the player think he has that sway over team selection and that maybe will keep him sweet and win you a World Cup?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, ha- it happens all the time where particularly in the presence of an interfactual manager, players will take over the team. And uh, the, the problem that, uh, that Sabella has is that Messi's so much more important than he is, and everybody knows that. Uh, that of course, the, the main thing is, you know, if you had to choose between keeping Sabella happy and keeping Messi happy, it's clear what every single man, woman, and child in Argentina, probably including Alejandro Sabella, uh, would do. I mean, as uh, regards to the Messi thing, I'd, I'd like to see him do it to Leo Messi. Then we get to see if it's just one of those things he does <laughs> or if it's just one of those things he does to people he has no respect for.
0: Can a team win the World Cup, Richie, if... Let's just assume that everything that we hear is true and that Messi's taken over.
1: Can a team win like that? Yes. Really? Because a tournament is, what, seven games. I think if it's a club football, it's a bigger issue. It's a massive issue in club football if the manager isn't the one with authority. Or with the power in the dressing room, because you think of all the disciplinary issues, transfers, coming and going of players, all of those things. If a club manager is is the weakest in the dressing room, he, he things aren't going to work out. In this in this context, no. I mean, we've seen it already. Like it, as Ken said, like the person with most authority in that dressing room is Messi. It doesn't matter who says what in the, in a meeting. It doesn't matter what kind of team is put out. Messi is the main man, and. He will have a far greater say in how far Argentina go than the coach will. Um, he's that good. It would be complete it would be a massive failing of of, of Sabella to turn around and, and and in any way start criticizing Messi publicly or privately or say, Well, you know, I have to make an example of this, but I have to regain control of the dressing room. He would be a buffoon to do that. He would be a laughing stock. Everyone would sit there and go, hang on. You 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 had the world's greatest player. Scoring four goals in three games, three of them outstanding. He's been man of the match in each game, looking great, top the group. And you decided, for for reasons of ego, which would be how it would be spun, the, to come out and 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 have a go at this fellow. Your job here is just to shut up, get out of Messi's way, and ensure that Messi keeps performing in the way he does. So whatever's being done at the moment is working. I guess don't <laughs> don't ruin
0: it. I guess you can confront the player, uh, no matter how important they are, but. Um if you do so well, I'm thinking Saipan, Ken. I'm going to say it, Saipan.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. I mean, it'll be it'll be stupid. Cavella is an unimportant man here. He's he's just a, he's he's a smudge on the on the pages of history. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, I don't mean to demean him. You know, so so are most of us. But you know, Messi is actually Messi is the important person here, and and Messi's playing really well, or at least he's scoring. He seems to want to score all the best goals in the World Cup. I mean, he scored most of them at this stage, so that's going well. And if he keeps doing that for another few matches, and then Alejandro Sabella will get plenty of credit too. You know, people will remember him for being the manager of the team when Messi won the World Cup. So, uh, you know, he'll he'll sort of be present at a moment of brightness. And what more can most of us?
0: Cool. <laughs> True enough, Richie. That was—I uh, think—Argentina was the team you tipped when you were with us. There, Switzerland next up. You're sticking with Argentina by the sounds of things.
1: Yeah, well, they'll beat Switzerland. That would be my tip.
0: <coughs> Argentina to beat Switzerland—shocking, <laughs> controversial <laughs> views. Richie Sadler, great as always. Thank
1: you. Good luck, lads. You can see the level of expectancy <laughs> <laughs> Coach. This is the game you wanted a victory, boy. It didn't have What happened?
2: Oh Pepe's such an idiot. A game that they've been looking forward to for a long time.
3: Where do you where do you think you got it all wrong
2: today? And then Pepe just ruins it for everyone. Thanks a lot, Pepe. You can see the level of expectancy.
3: My name was <laughs> sexy will take out penalty. He was fucking dreadful. Sorry, uh, we're, we're not here. Not, oh, we're not a We are. Oh. Well, I apologize for that, but You see, he didn't exact it All right.
0: All right, just to go back to. Well, we're almost looking forward at this stage. We've got tonight's games, and then we're. Oh, into a rest day. Then we have loads of amazing second round games over the, <laughs> over the weekend it's and Monday. Disgusting. It's, it's, you know my thoughts on them. Rest right? days. Uh, France, Nigeria is going to be Monday's game, and Argentina plays Switzerland. Uh, Switzerland could cause Argentina a few problems there. that's on Tuesday after last night's games but let's have a little look at tonight Murph you're the permutations man you're the, mm. you're the, you're the Nate Silver of the group here <laughs> I really really am why don't you ask me a couple of very
3: simple questions and I'll endeavour to ask them USA um,
0: play Germany that's the yeah. match Ken's at and Ghana play Portugal what has to happen in this group ok
3: so USA draw
0: as uh, Ken was saying
3: earlier gets uh, Germany through on top and USA through in second place uh, again, a Ghana victory by more than a basically Ghana need to make up two goals in goal difference, so mm-hmm. they either need to beat uh, Portugal by two clear goals and have USA lose by a goal, or have USA lose by two and Ghana win by one. Uh, Portugal are effectively out. I mean, Portugal need to stick five goals on Ghana. Five effectively. goals,
0: salvo by Cristiano Ronaldo, maybe. I mean,
3: it is you know it's possible, but uh, it is looking rather unlikely. Uh, so Germany and USA have it, they have it in their own hands effectively.
0: The other group: South Korea against Belgium and. Algeria against Russia i got to be honest So it, it does happen in World Cups you, you, you try and watch as much football as possible Murph we all do mm. for our jobs and also for our own enjoyment this is a group that I haven't seen very much of I'm going to no, lay it I, out there
3: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that you haven't missed a massive amount mm. although Algeria uh, South Korea was a good
0: game uh, which they
3: won 4-2 and that's the result oh, of I happening. did see Algeria
2: I was watching yeah. Algeria South like Korea I don't know if I already mentioned this to you but I was no. just thinking how grim it is at, how much better than Ireland both those teams were <laughs> Like how far off, the you know, some of the weaker teams in the World Cup Ireland currently are. Algeria were fantastic. I mean, ripped South Korea up. Uh, South Korea themselves, I thought, would would probably have beaten Ireland. It's just, it's really, it's, it's such a stump at the moment. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interject with that terrible. No, that's
0: fine because I, was, no, I had the exact same thought, but it was with a, in relation to a, another team, Ken, I'm going to throw into that mix, Australia. I saw Australia, oh, yeah. and they play this amazing stuff. I know they have Tim Cahill, but we have Robbie Keane, reasonably similar Premier League profile, good good player, international class player, and we've had some other decent players. It just struck me that Australia went in with an attitude of, we're going to give this a go. We're going to get knocked out, probably, but Ooh. we'll definitely get knocked out if we just sit there passively and accept their fate. <laughs> it's probably harsh on the Irish players to keep going back to Euro 2012, but I just got the sense we did go in with a totally totally defeatist attitude not just playing negative football but with the idea that oh, we're going to lose all these games maybe by more than a goal this is all terrible and at least we could have got some joy if we had gone in with an approach that. there's no point looking back at year 2012 but maybe from now on you look at something the way Australia approached that World Cup and they nearly caused a couple of shocks didn't quite get there
2: yeah or the way Uruguay are doing Uruguay have even fewer people than we do and they just knocked England and Italy out of the World Cup. <laughs> 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 uh, although they themselves are, are uh, unlikely to make it too much further. But yeah, I mean, the world is full of these uh, brave uh, little peoples, on. Uh, apparently not numbering us. But who knows, maybe one day we will rise again. Well,
0: the USA might be considered amongst those as well, uh, given the player base they have. Murph, sorry, get back to this group. South Korea, Belgium, Algeria, Russia, What? is the story Uh,
3: Algeria need a draw against Russia and then they're through effectively so that's all they need Russia if Russia win by uh, by two goals then uh, actually if Russia if Russia just need to beat Algeria so it's still in Russia's hands as well but Algeria just needs a draw in that game so that's
0: that'll be that sounds good Ken can you give us a prediction on your game USA Germany before we wrap up
2: I think it could be a draw.
0: <laughs> the, draw the draw is in everybody's sights. So. I, yeah. I
2: wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I, I honestly think that the only reason that this wouldn't be a draw is that Germany are, are embarrassed to about 1982. I mean, obviously, it's good. As it, it was put to love, and he was like, this got nothing to do with these, these players weren't even born when that happened. How can you bring that up? But the fact is, it is a stain on their reputation. And if they draw... Uh, if they draw again, you know, conveniently, then it, that's going to be another one. You know, so I think maybe they, that might be a little bit of motivation, but how important is that really going to be? You know, if it's level with half an hour still to play and they don't want to leave any gaps at the back, they're really going to go for it. I don't think so.
0: I really don't want to be negative about this tournament in any way, but you know the fear when there are a few shocks in the early rounds that the later rounds can maybe come back and bite you. One of Greece or Costa Rica is going to be in a quarterfinal. And that's great for those countries involved and particularly with Costa Rica. I think, Costa Rica have never done any harm to anybody in international footballing terms. Everybody still feels, mm, however they feel about Greece winning the European Championships all those years ago. But we could be in a situation where teams like those, one of them is going to be in a quarterfinal, maybe don't turn up. Are you in any way worried? Or maybe, should I just not be negative, Ken? Should I enjoy the tournament for what it's been so far and not worry too much about these quarterfinals? In
2: no, I mean, I'm, 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 going to, uh, I'm going to Costa Rica against Greece. It's going to be a, a unique experience, something nobody ever saw coming. No,
0: I'd say you didn't when you planned your itinerary.
2: <laughs> um, Costa Rica, Greece. No, no, I certainly didn't. Costa Rica, Greece, the great city of Hisife. Um, I'm going along to the game, not weighed down by any baggage. Not a care in the world, Owen. I have to say <laughs> that since all my stuff was stolen, uh, once I managed to replace the incident, which was kind of important, I feel liberated. I feel... And so there's a couple of times I went to check on the table, and I'm like, oh, I don't need to check. I don't need to check on the table anymore. I'm free now. I'm way, I'm way down. Okay, I can't really do any, I can't really do much work. I'm going to have to try and write an article for the Irish Times on my iPhone. But <laughs> on, the, on the other hand, you know, was it, really, was it really that bad? I mean, you know, once, once my insurance company is, is prepared to, to step up and do the right thing, do I really have anything to worry about here? That's the question, Alan.
0: That is the question, Ken. Have a listen to show number one today. There's loads more World Cup build-up in that one. U.S. Murph was frankly terrified at the prospect of having to do his program today from a pub. Doesn't sound like they've done, they have done. do as many broadcasts from pubs in the U.S. as they do over here, Murph. But he was really, really excited about the game. And he was just very incisive about the impact that it is having in the U.S. Well worth a listen you can get that on irishtimes.com forward slash second captains. You can get it, as usual, on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, the Podcast Republic app, if you're on an Android. And do have a listen to any of the other shows, irishtimes.com forward slash Podcasts if you get a chance. Thanks very much, Kieran. Thank you all. Thanks, Ken. Good to hear you're bearing up okay over there. Cheers for talking.
2: Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Kieran. See you guys, um, uh, in, I don't know, a number of weeks, I suppose.
0: <laughs> we'll see you soon, but we'll be talking to you a lot sooner than that. Thanks very much for listening. Chat to you soon. Enjoy tonight's football. Take it. That's the second time it's gone off. They never got home. They never got home. They never home, those guys. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing.